Listen to The Morning Cry weekdays in December on your favorite podcast app. Just search for The Morning Cry on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you like to listen. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for the opportunity that we have again to look at your word. We pray that your Holy Spirit will teach us and inspire us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We've been reading from St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 7, and verses 13 and 14. However, today, I'm going to take a quick detour to highlight a crucial principle required to begin a walk with Christ on the narrow way. The matter of self-denial is what we are going to be looking at. This is the first principle of Christianity. Unfortunately, the lack thereof could explain a lot of stagnation we see among many believers today. Kindly turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 9 verse 23. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. You find a parallel to this passage in Matthew chapter 16 verse 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. When a sinner comes to the Lord in genuine repentance, he finds forgiveness and rest from all sins through the atoning blood of Jesus. But that's not all. There is also a requirement now to follow after as a disciple in the school of Christ. Jesus described this himself in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and 29. And he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now this first rest is the forgiveness from sin. He then said, Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. This second rest refers to eternal rest. So there are two steps. The first is given when a sinner comes to the Lord in repentance. And the second is obtained as a believer, a new believer, now born again. Having entered the gate begins a walk following Christ on the narrow way. But Jesus said in that Luke's gospel, we read chapter 9 verse 23, that if any man, any man will come after me, let him deny himself. And so what I have come to tell you today is that the narrow way requires self-denial. And we have a duty of self-denial. I deem it needful to put some things about the narrow way in the proper light. First, Jesus Christ is the perfect and only example on the narrow way. He is the way himself. He authored it and finished it. By finishing, I mean no clergyman. Whoever the person is, a pastor, a prophet, a bishop, can add to it or subtract from it. The best they can say is, follow me as I follow Christ. Just as Paul the Apostle said in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1. So, there is no modification to this way. Any modification will lead to the broad way. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hebrews 12, 2. And he is the author of eternal salvation. To all that 
obey him. Hebrew 5, 8, and 9. There is no middle way. There is no such thing as neutrality. There is only one way to eternal life. It is the way of Jesus Christ. The way of truth. The way of humility. The way of holiness. And this way cannot tolerate self. It cannot tolerate self-pride, self-righteousness, and sin or any form of carnality. It is the path of step-by-step practical obedience to God. And if Jesus, being God, would deny himself and come to the world to create that path to eternal life for you and I, we must need deny ourselves. And any man that would walk on the narrow way would aspire to be like Christ and emulate his life. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to hate, saying, Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So the Bible says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You see, the whole life of Jesus Christ, from his choice to come to the world, to his birth, life, and death, were all continued acts of self-denial and self-emptying. Remember the prayer I prayed at Gethsemane. God, not my will, both your will be done. That is self-denial. Now it should be noted that all the disciples and followers of Jesus Christ must deny themselves because a servant is not above his Lord. If Christ denied himself, we must deny ourselves to walk in his footsteps. It is in this context we can offer reasonable and acceptable service unto God, not in jumping here and there when we have not laid ourselves first on the altar of sacrifice. Like Paul wrote in Romans chapter 12 verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, then holy, then acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It is therefore the onus of every believer to make sure they are walking in the footstep of Christ in self-denial. And if you are following anyone, you make sure that such person has it all laid up. On the altar of sacrifice unto God. What then is self-denial? I will start with what self-denial is not. Because this is a junction many Christians struggle and halt because of the misunderstanding on the topic of self-denial. I'd like to first say that it does not mean to deny what you are or what you have, because that would mean you're lying. If God has given you a gift or a talent, that is qualified for public service and usefulness in the world, we are to own them and use them, and not to wrap them in a napkin or hide them in the hearth which is to deny that we have them. Nor does it mean that we should deny our God-given possessions. It's also true that to deny yourself is not to disregard your life, your health, your family, though you are not to be worried or anxious about them. It is not to refuse favors or honors and riches bestowed upon you by God, nor is it to abuse the care and use of your body for any reason, not even for religious reasons. It is not to reject God's creations and use, for the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 4, For every creature of God is good, 
and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. Somebody defines self-denial as a man's renunciation, foregoing and postponement of all his pleasures, profits, relationships, interests, and whatever else he enjoys that may compete with Christ out of the love for Christ and to be ready to give it up at his command. Another person said, self-denial is the foundation of godliness and if this be not laid well, the whole building will fall. Self-denial is a thread which runs along the whole walk of religion and religious service. It is laying those things that are gained to us, just like Abraham on the altar, who will not blink at the sacrifice of his son, whom he loved so much. Like Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 to 8, said, But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Ye doubtless, I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord, for whom I suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. You know, I see here that self-denial is a readiness to renounce, to forego, and to postpone any and everything for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. A self-denying Christian is willing to part with all forms of love should Christ need it. All forms of self, natural self, canal self, self-righteousness, self-ease and pleasure, self-opinion, self-confidence, like Peter, self-wisdom and governance, and self-will. Everything must be gone. Now you're asking, why should I deny myself? Christ commands it. And he did not only command it, he demonstrated it in Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 8. Saints throughout all history have done exactly the same thing. If a man does not deny himself as God requires, he makes a God for himself in himself and lives for himself rather than God. Walking on the narrow way will be very difficult, if not impossible for a man that has not denied himself. Obedience to God's will will be a struggle. Consecration will be almost impossible. Faith will be weak. Of course, there will not be a genuine love for God. When a man that has not denied himself does anything good for God, he does it for himself, for his ego, for self-praise, for self-glory. Brother, your service will not be acceptable. It will be an abomination before God when you have not denied yourself. Brethren, I think this is a critical matter that should usher us into a private place with God in prayer. I believe somebody has a decision to make with God today. Would you take this time to make your commitment to the Lord, examine yourself first. Have you laid it all on the altar? Have you counted all things but done those things that were gained to you, that you have counted as gained to you? Have you counted them all done for the excellency of Christ? Have you come to that point where your ambitions, your achievements, your possessions, your properties, and what you have all meaning nothing to you at the beckon of Christ? That if Christ makes a request of you today, nothing will stand between you and him. That if Satan comes to you, he will find nothing in your hands to lure you. Because everything has been laid on the altar of consecration. And all that matters to you is now the excellency of Christ. Like Paul, excellency of the knowledge of Christ. You can do this today. Others have done it before. Christ did it for you. 
Note that whatever you lay on the altar, you will find it again. Christ did. Abraham did. You too will. Lay them on the altar one by one and pray that the Lord will give you the grace to leave them there. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you.